joining us, the equity analyst, uh, Garrett. So you've changed up uh, view a little bit, making some tweaks and uh, no longer recommending the stock. Tell us why. That's right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we've lowered our opinion to hold this morning from buy, and it's really a reflection of rising costs. So the quarter they just reported, their EPS was down about 4% year over year and fell well short of consensus. And um, basically, their costs are rising faster than their revenues. And you know their net sales were up nearly 50% year over year, yet they still had an, uh, an EPS decline. So you know, after a, a great run for the shares, uh, which were up 55% year to date uh, heading into today, we've decided to uh, move to the sidelines with our recommendation. So can they get control of those costs? Uh, I guess not then if it, that's the core of the you know, hesitance here. Is it not up to them? Is it just kind of a, uh, a macro drag from the supply situation or is CarMax stumbled in its uh, you know, ability to control that? So basically, uh, CarMax is a, is a used car pure play, and what we're seeing is inventory has become increasingly tight. If you look at the yeah, new vehicle yeah. market, there were only 24 days of sales um, at, at, uh, of supply on lots at the end of August. The historical average is about 65 days. Now that's the new car market. Wow. We're, see we're seeing similar effects in the used car market. So you know what they're having to pay to acquire vehicles has gone up faster then they're able to pass along those increases. There's also the impact of COVID-related cost cuts, which are which are waning. Uh, if you look back a year ago, they had furloughs, they had other draconian cost cuts, uh, which are starting to wear off. So, um, and I think that really shows on the SG&A line. Their SG&A was up 30% year over year. So, you know, they're having trouble controlling costs, and I think these results are not only weighing on CarMax this morning, but the entire auto retail uh, industry. So despite that big top line growth uh, and the comp uh, number that's uh, pretty solid, the margin pinch here uh, has investors concerned. And I wonder with, with that also, they're opening 10 new locations uh, uh, going into uh, you know 2022. And next year, they're gonna open 10 more spots. I mean, if there's not enough cars right now to fill the existing lots, uh, should they be building more? What's the plan with the geographic uh, reach that they're trying to accomplish here? Are they just going to spread themselves even more thin? So we like their growth strategy. Um, you know, the 10 new locations in, in fiscal 22, that's about a 5% increase in their total number of locations that they have right now. So, but the more important growth driver, we think, is omni-channel. Um, they spent uh, a couple of years investing heavily an omni-channel to give buyers the ability to do everything online, you know, similar to what a, Car a Carvana buyer does. So, um, you know, they've completed that nationwide omni-channel rollout, and we think actually that's that's part of the, uh, uh, the 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 one of the considerations that weighed on their margins for the quarter that they just reported because an omni-channel sale is uh, is lower margin than an in-store sale. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a tremendous uh, growth, even if it's lower margin, you know, it should really uh, help drive their top line growth going forward. Right. And they they have to compete at this point. Right. They don't really have a choice with uh, Carvana out there. What about the other businesses? As you mentioned, Carvana, where do you stand, Garrett, in terms of the competition or any favorites within the auto space? 
Sure. So our favorite names are AutoNation and Group One Automotive. Uh, we have a hold on Carvana. Uh, that's a stock that's also had a big run up, and uh, we think it's fairly valued at current levels. So you know, we like AutoNation. Uh, that you know, they recently had a CEO change um, with the they, the uh, uh, former CEO of Fiat Chrysler, Mike Manley, is is going to be their new CEO. So we like that a lot. And and then Group One is a a great growth story. Uh, they've been growing through acquisition. And uh, we're very bullish about their prospects going forward.